How are you? Hang on, I'm going to stop you there, Raymond. Before we get going on this week's podcast, this is a little reminder, if you wouldn't mind, to rate and review at the end. You can also subscribe so you automatically get our latest podcast the minute we put it up. I think you mean drop. Drop what? <laughs> did you just say drops? Yes, I did. The podcast drops. It's not land. <laughs> no. I always prefer when you say, hit that subscribe button. Well, whatever you do, make it easy on yourself and subscribe. That's better. Off you go. Have <laughs> <laughs> anything interesting to say at all? Ever? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I find you very interesting. <laughs> you have to say that. I do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank I you. wouldn't be with you if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. You can I'm... be bored quite easily. One can. I can. You need somebody to keep it excited for you. So sometimes <laughs> when you think I'm doing things to annoy you, actually what I'm doing is oh, I'm just keeping it interesting I for you. I get you. And I would never, ever do anything purposely like not to annoy you. Like not the bathroom or... <laughs> well, that's, that's just... Yeah. Just an mail. oversight. Just mail. Look, go back. We don't see the dirt. I, that's it. That's men. We just don't see it. We're looking at the bigger picture. You women, you see the dirt. You see. It goes back <laughs> to cave times when women were in the cave. Men were out getting all the food and sustenance to keep you alive. And you were just there, yeah. just looking after those babies. <laughs> Picking berries. <laughs> that's it. You. We saw the bison. You saw the berries. <laughs> You were going to get a whack across your head. <laughs> we both saw the whole of the moon. <laughs> so that's 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 if it. If we really. lived in if we lived in a world without women, yeah, there'd be no candles. Right. There'd be no um, hand towels. Yeah, there would be no soap in the bathrooms. No potpourri. There'd be. Oh no, don't like potpourri. <laughs> that's minging. People don't have potpourri anymore, do they? They do. Yeah. No. They don't. Do they not? No. Well. No. Okay. I fine. don't think so. It's from a different time. I'll give you that. There'd be no throw cushions. There'd be, <laughs> <laughs> there'd be, no, there'd be no just like, you know, a warm blankie thrown I know, gently I, across the side of the couch, just in case you're feeling a little bit chilly and when you're watching TV and you just want to put it on you. I can't speak for all men. Yes. I can only speak for I myself. Can. I, I, I appreciate all of those things. I, I may not say it often enough, no, but I don't. do appreciate it. Okay. And and I showed some of my appreciation by buying presents for you from our children. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, actually, the, the one thing you did buy, you bought f- from you to me because you'd broken it. And then you, this is a replacement. Yeah, your heart. Is that really Is that really a present if it's a replacement? It's not, no, it's, is it's, it? no, it's more than a replacement. It was a replacement. I only broke the lid and I bought the... <laughs> you, well, you could, they don't just sell the lid. Yeah. <laughs> a piece of pottery. You broke yeah. the lid. So you had to buy the whole thing, the sugar bowl. There you go. It brought a smile to your face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you replaced it. Thank you. Well, After you uh, broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the book. Yeah, there you go. From the School of Life. Little Pleasures. If you don't follow the School of Life, they're on Instagram. And every day they post something that makes me stop and think and go, oh my God, yes. And most of the time I just repost it. So if you do follow me, you will see them. But if you don't, follow them. Yeah. There's an awful lot of very bright people in that organisation and they understand what it means to be human. Anyway, uh, the rugby, well done. Well done, well done, well done. Well done. We won the Grand Slam, uh, the fourth time ever and the first time on home soil, which is historic. Johnny Sexton was playing his last game at home for Ireland. 
he will play in the World Cup if he's not injured. So it's the last time in the Aviva. Is that what everyone That's was saying? It. Yeah, his last time in the Aviva. So very emotional. Very emotional. Time. And he t- he topped, he became um, the greatest scorer ever uh, in the Six Nations. Oh, did he? Beating Ronan O'Gara. Wow. Yeah. And most importantly, mm-hmm. of all that, I spotted him singing along to this at the end of the game. You can't help yourself and you have to put your hand in the air. Woohoo! Give another blast there. Go on. I need it. I didn't think he had it in him. He was la la along with that. Oh, he was so happy. There were some amazing scenes at the end and he brought his kids out and I think uh, Peter O'Malley's kids were out and loads loads of kids out in the field. It was just just lovely and smiles all around and hugs. It was looking a bit dodgy in the beginning. Yeah. It was looking a bit dodgy. We were all like, ah, yeah, they're just going to whip their asses. And then suddenly it was like, what? What's going on? But anyway, they had it in them. It was just nerves at start. And they all said to a man who was interviewed after the game, yeah. we didn't play our best today, which was true, but I felt a bit for England. So England came over, Ireland didn't play their best and still beat them quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, but they, the, the soundtrack after the game, they played a bit. Thank you for the day. Lovely message. Those endless days, those sacred days you gave me. Luke Kelly, that, do we recognise him? You're joking. And then they played Did you the, just mansplain Luke the script. Kelly to me. Jesus Christ. His name's Danny. Do you know that? I did. Danny. D A N N Y. Here we go again. There's, there's a tip. Thank you for if, teaching me. If you're going to give your partner the fingers. <laughs> I just say it. Yeah. You do it, like give me the Mick Kelly special, which is the fingers. I just say it. It's good to have a good dance tune going in the background. It <laughs> <laughs> gets it out of your system, but neither of you can there's take it seriously. There's something so inoffensive about the two fingers. Like the one finger is really aggressive, I think. But the two fingers is... Is that an airplane about to crash into our house? Um, the two fingers, inoffensive, one offensive. Yeah. To never give me the <laughs> the bird. Don't give me the bird. The bird. It's an American thing, though, isn't it? It, it was always flip the bird. Yeah, it was always, we, we never did that. Like never back in the did day. that. It was well, the two fingers. No, I, I remember when we were growing up. If you were, if you really meant it, you'd give and you even do that face. You you're know? younger than me. I am. I'm younger than a me. lot younger yeah, yeah. than you, as we pointed out many times. Here, before you go on, I need to explain something to you. You know the way. We've been watching movies and TV shows and I go, why the bloody hell is the woman always killed off? Why is the wife always dead? There is a term for it. Uh I found out it's called fridging. Fridging. As in putting in the fridge, putting the woman in the fridge. And it was coined by a writer called Gail Simone. And basically it means the female character being killed off in order to motivate male characters storyline. Right. So it started all those years ago. Well, it's been going on forever, but it was coined fridging from Green Lantern. I don't think we watched Green Lantern, but um, the comic hero's girlfriend was killed and stuffed in a fridge. And then that caused the storyline, if you like. Fridging. Fridging. So then I was looking back at all the fridging movies out there. There's millions of them. But the one that I think I said it and shouted really loudly, we were watching Shrinking with Jason Segal. 
Harrison Ford's in that. It's actually very good. So his wife is dead and that's the kind of inspiration for the TV show. Ghost, remember Patrick Swayze? Yeah. Demi Moore, dead. So that inspires the storyline. Deadpool 2, um, his girlfriend Vanessa is killed off. That right. causes mayhem. The boring supremacy, Matt Damon. Julia Stiles is killed off. He goes bananas. John Wick. Now, his dog was nicked, but the dog was given to him by his dead wife. So that's kind of a double right, fridging. Okay. That's a double fridge. So fridging. That is a double fridge. <laughs> oh, God. Now that I've told you about it. I'll never forget it. You'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah. It started way back when for Sleeping Beauty. They knocked her out, left her in a glass case, and then they had the whole crack with the storyline. That's no, been going she on ever it. since. She wasn't married. Doesn't matter. You don't have yeah, to be married. No. It can be girlfriend, person, woman. Yeah, it's yeah. just that their character is unimportant. That all they need to do is create this character world where the woman is gone. So it creates a storyline for the man. An interesting topic of conversation, seeing as we are recording this on Mother's Day. Yes. And um, David Williams, he said in a lot of his books, he gets rid of the. Yes, I've noticed it. Yeah, the mother. Bad dad. Bad dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Fridging. There you go. Take that with you. Everybody who met and had a chat since Thursday probably discussed the Late Late Show. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah, big news. Yeah, big news, big news. Big news. Shocked I was. Shocked. But then when I thought about it, I wasn't shocked. Why not? Because he's turning 50. He's done it for about, what, 14, 15 years. You get to a point, I'd say, that you think, oh, I've done it. I've interviewed everybody. I've done as much as I can. He's also very inspired by Gay Byrne, which most most presenters are. And Gay Byrne famously said, this is not a direct quote, I should have left long ago. I shouldn't have hung around as long as I did. Yeah, he said it to me. I, I asked him. And he said his main regret was that he gave it too much. Yeah. So... When the man, the main man says that, you can't unforget that. Mm. So I think it's perfect timing. What do you I'm, think? I'm delighted for him. What do you think? I, I'm, I actually am delighted for him. It takes off his, over his life, I'd say. Of course it does. And there's a lot more to it now than there was when Gay was doing it. Um, although Gay was the producer, so he put an awful lot into it. But but you have to service social media and you know people want a bit of left, right Although he doesn't do that. Ryan, famously, he stepped away from Twitter and all that lark. Now, he is filmed and people do that for him. Yes. So he's not really involved in that. Yeah. But anyway, it's hanging over. It's 32 weeks of the year. Yeah. You have a weekend, but not really a weekend. Loads of people describe it as, you know, Saturday's gone because you're you're just recovering. Yeah, you're just wrecked. Listen, you're not going to get m- a lot of sympathy from people when you're talking about that. It seems no, you're like not, no. It seems like the dream job for a lot of people would be like oh my god to get that job that is like the numero uno job in the country like if you're involved in the media who's going to get it a woman I reckon about time yeah why not well if she's good enough why not yeah of course yeah you never say the same thing about men though are they good enough no it's just names thrown out no whoever's good enough should get the job no but what I mean is a lot of the time men like when Ryan got that job he's learnt on the job he learnt on the job obviously he did the Saturday night show beforehand but he's learnt on the job so I'm presuming if a woman you know was good enough and got the smarts and all those things and they're not going to give it to somebody who's just out of Bally Firm at college like so I'm sure they're going to learn on the job but they'll probably change it anyway. Change what? The Late Late Show. All right. It's too long. They need to slice it up. Yeah. They need to move with the times. It's like a lot of things in life, you know, you, you have to go back to uh, how it was formed in the beginning. Yeah. 
and what were the circumstances that led to the formation of a particular type of show in a particular country at a particular time? And you say, do those, does that environment still exist? And the answer is, of course, no. a big fat no. So you have to then look at where we live now and what's going on and you know, design a programme that fits into that, whatever it may be. Yes, and I think you're completely right, but I would argue that we could go back to the way it was for a good bit of it. Like, I think one of the things that was missing from that, it was the panel chat. Yeah. I think that was, and I know some people might think that's old hat, but it's not because there's so many interesting people who want and should have a voice up in that panel every Friday night talking about stuff that's going on. It's like, although people think that you know, with Twitter and all social media that they have a voice. They don't really like it. It's interesting. Because I remember Ulick O'Connor and mm. Ted Bonner, who were famous uh, late, late show panellists. And like, that's from when I was, I'd say that was the 70s. So I was only a kid, barely a teenager. Yeah. And I remember just being uh, engaged and interested and entertained by these people on the telly and talking about nothing in particular, but everything. Yeah. That's what made it so special. Yeah. And I think that's been lost. But you lost. see, I don't know if you can do that anymore. I actually, I actually don't know. I, I don't I, I don't know if you can do that I anymore. think you can. Yeah. I think you can. It's tough and it's hard. But you see, again, it's like people are kind of nervous of that. Yes, of Letting people are. just talk. Talk. <laughs> I know. It sounds insane. It's like they're too scared to let people talk just in case they say something dodge. Yeah. Particularly on live television. Which is a load of shite. You should be allowed to say, I'm obviously not suggesting that you can come on and say any old thing. You're not having people on who are going to speak like that. But they might say certain controversial things, but that's life. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen. No, they'd be too scared. I think if anything, it's going to go the other direction. But there you go, I don't know. What's the other direction? Just more light entertainment. The problem light, with that is that light you, entertainment. You, you, you can't get the guests anymore. They're not traveling because because of social media. Mm. People can you know just put out a message that are 10 million followers. Yeah, that'll do it. Thank you very much. And they used to at a time, there was a time when they'd easily make the trip across from London. So they'd arrive in, they'd do whatever was on at the time. Uh, and then they'd then be over. gone. No, then they come over and do the Late Late Show. Oh yeah, yeah, do sorry. That, yeah. They don't do that anymore. Yes. Well, they rarely do it anymore. So that's that's a challenge. But anyway, Ryan doesn't really care because he'll have a really nice run of it now to the end and then he'll have his weekends back yeah. in his life. I think he's right. Life is very short. He's nothing to prove. And I'm sure he's loads of life in him left anyway. Loads of stuff to do. He's only a young lad. Only a young, young lad. fella. He's only your young age. Fella, young, <laughs> young fella. But it's a good old chat. People are enjoying the chat around who's going who's gonna to be the next Late Late Show host. And then people may be offered and people may say no. Because as you outlined already, uh, you know, it's a big chunk of your life. And if you're, if you're a young family... I think if people are offered that job, it'd be a really hard one to turn down. I think times are different. I think you're wrong. Mm, Don't think so. I think, I I bet you somebody, I bet you a number of people will turn it down. Right. Well, we'll never know. What? Because they're not going to tell us. Well, Well, we asked her and she said no. And then we asked her and then, so you're our third choice if you wouldn't mind. (laughs) I don't mind. I'll do it for you. Thank you very much. They could have like a rolling presenter. How about that? No. No, that never works. Never, ever works. Or somebody suggested the other day, a two-hander. No. Has to be one person. Why? Why does it have to? Well, it just does. Why? Yeah, but like, like, two-hander would look like um, daytime television. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. well. mm, Yeah. mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, there you go. That's that. I spoke to Paris Hilton. And you're now telling us. That was the that was the thing. I wasn't allowed to tell you. I was going to be speaking to her. 
or I wasn't allowed to tell you that anything I read in the book, because it was embargoed, but now it's all over the place. NDA. NDA. So she's, she, yeah, she's in, she was on the cover of that magazine, The Guardian, yesterday. Uh, the oddest of outfits, did you see it? It was like a pink no. suit. Mm-hmm. But if you can imagine uh, all the border things and the, the pocket lips, lids or whatever they're called, they were all inflatable. Oh. You know, okay. like in pink. Fashion. <laughs> yeah, fashion. <laughs> it's fashion. Shut up. So it, what was she like? Uh, surprisingly, she was thoughtful and, uh, you, know, you know, you know her story. See, I didn't know her story that Not well. Really I, like. I watched the documentary, read the book. She was born into a privileged family. Uh, the Hiltons, her grandfather, great-grandfather was the man who signed the deal with Colonel Tom Parker to have Elvis do his residency in Las Vegas. Her first memory is being on the lap of Andy Warhol. That's Paris Hilton's first memory. Wow. So that'll give you an idea of... Her life. Her life. She lived in a hotel mm. as a kid. And then she became a little bit wayward and her parents wanted to sort that out. So they sent her off to one of these... Um, they're like reformatory schools in America. We don't have the same here. But they're, they're, a lot of them are fee paying. So their parents sign them up, pay a large fee. And this is the scary thing. Men come in the middle of the night, as happened to Paris Hilton, and take her away. She was asleep one night and these two burly guys arrived in her bedroom uh, and took her away to this place out in the middle of nowhere. So she thought she was being kidnapped? Yeah, she was 16. Wow, that's uh, insane. And she escaped from two of them. And there's an amazing scene in the book where uh, she hops over the fence. She says jokingly in the book that she's very good at climbing mm-hmm. uh, fences. And if you look in, if you look up Paris Hilton and fences, there are loads of photographs <laughs> to attest to it. But anyway, so she runs off, runs through the woods, you know, like in, like in the movies. You see that and you're looking over your shoulder. All you can hear is the heartbeat and the, and then she sees a dirt track and she follows the dirt track and then she sees a 24 hour petrol station and there's a phone and she's ringing her mother. This is the second time she escaped from the second place. And she was on hold, on hold. And next thing, a cop puts his hand on her shoulder. Brings be- her back. Because they'd, they'd put a trace on the phone. Because they knew that if she escaped this time, she would ring home. And they traced her location and sent the cops. Why was she ringing her mother who put her there in the first place? Because she, you see, looking back now, she realises that anything she said, they would take as lies. Because that's what... The school had told them. Okay, don't you, believe anything she's telling exactly, you. Exactly, this is it. This is we're going to send her back to you. Yes, she's going to yeah. be a different person. Yeah, yeah, grooming. Um, I, I won't go into that. Like horrific detail of what happened to her in the various places. Like horrific, uh, but it's in the book, and it's 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 a different book than you think. Now all the other stuff is there as well. Mm. You know that uh, she never gets photographed in the same outfit twice. That's just sad. What? That's just sad. And does it go into all the stuff with her and Kim Kardashian and all that? And, yeah, 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 like Kim Kardashian became her stylist. Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, all of that. The Simple Life, Nicole yeah, Richie. Nicole Richie. Um, and then the odd thing, then I watched the documentary, she met up with other survivors from these schools. And one of the women said to her, he said, she said, I was watching The Simple Life and I was laughing out loud because you were saying I've I've never cleaned ever. And of course... That's what they did constantly in those reform schools. Oh, so she was lying? She was, she, she was a character in The Simple Life. Okay. You know, you weren't going to say go on national television and say, yeah, I did. I scrubbed floors on my hands and knees in a reform school. Mm. So she became this character, sort of to disassociate herself from real life. And did she forgive her parents? Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Interesting though, interesting. She's a, she's a DJ as well. So she listed three or four songs from her clubbing days in New York. 
in the oughties. And I did a mega mix of them. And excuse me, in the whoosies? The noughties. She calls them the oughties. She calls them the oughties, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, Never heard of that. Yeah, the, whatever, the early 21st century. And I did a mega mix. <laughs> and here's the thing, I didn't even play it on air. I just played it. It was a minute and a bit. I just played it to her. Here's a little gift for you. Okay. I think she appreciates it. Oh, don't you can play it now. Yeah, I have it there somewhere. It, 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 see, it's so it's so. Uh, you just there. set it up. Yeah, it's so out there. That's just the thing. Just give a little blast. I was trying to get it before we went on air and you were rushing me. So, um, Well, we have things to do. Yeah, I know, I know. It is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. I should be lying on the couch being fed grapes with a foot massage and then somebody putting a wet flannel on my forehead while telling me how amazing I am. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'll play a bit of it then for you. Now it is, remember, it's clubbing. Yeah. In New York, right. There's two songs going there, right? Stop mansplaining today. I'm actually going to have to just kill you. I did that. It's only a minute long. There. <laughs> Close my eyes. Uh, Chemical Brothers, uh, DJ Disciple, and the Funky Green Dogs. The funky Green Dogs. They're all in there. Uh, Talking about dogs, you made your spotted dog yesterday. <laughs> I've already had two slices. Oh, it's nice. Now, I put a picture up on Instagram, and people were like, oh, spotted dick. My mom always made spotted dick. And I was like, no, I think spotted dick is a dessert, an English dessert. <laughs> or a disease. Spotted. <laughs> I've never seen spotted dick. I'm sure they exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, spotted dog. I've yeah. seen lots of spotted dog and it's very nice. But yeah. You have to have Kerry Gold butter and you have to have at least an inch of butter on oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's soda bread just with raisins and sultanas or currants, whatever you, have in the fr- whatever you have in the press. Um, I just couldn't, I just couldn't eat. Something called <laughs> spotted dick. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if that's what that says about me, but I just, I just couldn't. <laughs> anyway, don't make it too often now. What? Don't make it too often. No, no, God, no, you know, no, 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 no. You don't want it too often. I can't, like, no, I can't no. control myself. Once every month or something like that, just yeah. special occasions. Every two months. With, with people coming around. With people so over. Yeah. You were like, I don't know what you were like, in there from early morning making feckin' brownies, spotted dog, your chicken wings. The problem yesterday was that I intended to do the garden. And it starts to rain. So you so, just are like, I've a couple of hours on my hand. And now. energy. So where do I, where do I channel it? Um, yeah, so, so it's, it's very, very easy to make and very satisfying. And it'll impress people if they come around for a cup of tea. <laughs> they go, oh, that's lovely. 
I made it myself. <laughs> yeah. Did you make it yourself? <laughs> I did. Did you know? Family recipe. Delicious. Not really. Got it off the internet. Doesn't matter. Yeah. What does that matter? Family recipe. No, I know, but it sounds a little bit more interesting, <laughs> doesn't it? If it's a family recipe, hand it down from your great-grandmother. My great-grandmother. Who got it off somebody else, like. <laughs> she never wrote it down. She just told me. She said, if you wrote it down, somebody would rub it. So th- th- that was that. Um, uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Yes, I'm really enjoying it. Two episodes in. Uh, it's very good. I just can't get over the fact that it's Elvis's granddaughter. Like, she's very talented. Riley Keough. She plays looks, Daisy Jones. Plays Daisy Jones, plays the lead. Beautiful girl, but very talented. And she's, I'm allowed to say this, she's got that skin that I want to touch. That beautiful, just soft skin. But um, other than that, really good actress, really good singer. I'm presuming that is her singing. Yes, yes I, yeah, it is yeah, her yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah. And the story, it's done really well. Like you feel like you're there, don't you? Yeah, in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Is, is, is it based on Fleetwood Mac? Roughly, That's what no, I heard. Inspired by, yeah. Yeah, inspired yeah. by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah. And the music is great because there are originals, obviously, for the band and for Daisy Jones because... The six were abandoned, then they join up with Daisy Jones. Anyway, we haven't come to that yet. But but they're also playing the music of the time. So you get brilliant stuff like this that just you know launches you back to a different era. I feel the earth move on the moon. I love it. Legally, that's all we can play. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's like a tease. I know. I know, but it'll encourage you to go off and listen to it. Carol King, I Feel the Earth Move. Speaking of which, we must move on. I sounded like Terry Wogan there. You did. Yeah, we do. We've got to go. We've got to go and do Mother's Day stuff. Right, good luck now. Talk to you next week. We will talk to you next week. If you want to send us emails, jennyandrayhome at gmail.com. And if you wouldn't mind giving us a rate and review at the end of it, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for the day. Those endless days, those sacred days you gave me. Good luck.